Welcome, folks. This is an experiment. I am back once again. Very cool. I hope you guys are still coming back. I'm still... This is a weird... I don't even know what to say about this. This is still weird to me, alright? This is, like, all... I mean, mixing music with voice, it, it makes sense in my head, but sometimes it just does not work on paper. But you know what? I'm, I'm having fun, and I'm enjoying myself. So, I hope you enjoy it, too. In any case... I do have a surprise, and that surprise is... I have a guest host! Guest star! Guest star! Guest star! And his name is the... Uh, yeah, in unequivocal, the uh, undeniable Joel Griswell, everyone. Wow. Now, <sighs> John, this... we we meet again. Wow. Now, you okay? You guys, um, I I know that the eight people that listen to my podcast have probably all been listeners to my past podcast. So, if so, you definitely know who Joel is. Yeah. Hello but, again. But Joel, Joel is well-known, world-renowned world for his, um... I mean, besides his photoshopped uh, movie posters and his his forum posts on soundtrack.net.org. <laughs> Net.net? Uh, no. .org? False. Yeah. Dot false. Dot false. <laughs> Lies.false.com. Um, Not me. But he's, I mean, he's one of the guys behind Talking Trivia. You remember sure. that one? Sure. And the one that he's working on right now, mm. the other one. Oh, um, Late um, Night Double Feature Picture Show. Yes. Oh, Wait. That one. Yes. <laughs> but, but this is neither of those shows. This is true. a little techy kind of productivity slash dealing with life and failures and and oddities kind of podcast and so maybe we could uh, maybe we could talk by we could start by talking about the future Joel the future I I understand that I mean you, you've made a few podcasts you have a few podcasts to your name uh, on my utility belt mm. but I understand you have another one in the works. I do. Do you? Uh, is there a way we can tie this to productivity somehow? Dang. Well, I feel like you want me to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, no, that's uh, that's a reasonable idea, John. Well, I mean, John, but we've got to start at the very beginning, John. I mean, we go way, way back. Remember the days. Okay, that's Um <laughs> What? <laughs> Never mind. I mean, everyone doesn't know each other. Oh, that's fair. But I don't need to recite my full uh, narrative uh, trajectory. Oh, maybe. Oh, you know what? Maybe I'm going about this all in reverse. <laughs> Ooh. Why don't we? Yeah, why don't we start from the, from the foundations and build our way towards wow. the ambitions, towards the clouds? So, you, you may be lesser known to most of your fans. Mm. We have fans. Isn't that a weird <laughs> idea? I don't, I don't know if 
I, I don't know how that works. Joel. Does not compute. <laughs> but you have a bit of a productivity background or an obsession, nay, <laughs> interest. Well, it certainly runs in the family, you can mm. say, in my family. Uh, both my parents are very... Well, yeah, very productive people. Um, they they work basically from home with what they do, um, which I won't say to keep really enigmatic, or I can't say whatever. But Illuminati. Oh yes. <laughs> but point being, they yeah, they're big into getting things done, and you know keeping calendars and keeping charts and keeping what like palm pilots back in the days or one of the PDAs or I forget what all those things what was it Stephen R. Covey reading all those books and the day planners they're big day planner people so I sort of you know I grew up in that a lot of organization a lot of you know, thinking everything through and having pros and cons for everything and not 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 exactly relying on uh, impulse or instinct or just fancy. So do you feel like that, I mean, how much of that applies to your life now? You, um, are you very hmm. productive in your life or do you feel that you spend a lot of time focused on those pieces of the puzzle? I feel like I've carried the weight, <laughs> the pressure, um, without exactly having mastered those skills yet, I think. Say um, more. Tell me more. I mean, I also am not a very fly-by-the-seat-of-my-pants kind of guy. I also, you know, tend to overanalyze every situation. And I also do, like, uh, sort of the... S- structure of things in a way like I like sort of understanding how things work and I like you know researching like a topic or researching like a way to do things like I like kind of studying about productivity or at least I find it interesting and you know kind of I can get like the logic of like wow these are very reasonable things to do that makes total sense (laughs) I have nevertheless a bit of a harder time of actually applying that to my own life and sticking with the program or just a, a system of some sort. Um, I mean, again, not that it has to be a program per se or like have someone's name slapped on it, but just like a, yeah, just some kind of logical pattern that your mind kind of follows to like consistently kind of approach a a problem or a subject or a a project Um, but even though that is helpful to have to have sort of a a certain logical kind of pattern you can fall back on and be like here's my pros and cons here's gonna be my step one two three and we're gonna figure it out but I'm not very good at that I tend to have all this stuff, theories, ideas, goods and bads, and what if scenarios, and just be like, <laughs> I don't know if we're allowed to do screaming on your podcast, John. Mm-hmm. 
No, it's all very quiet. Mm. And zen. Sorry. Mm. Chocolate. Zen like chocolate. I scream silently, John, into the night. <laughs> Who listens to my despair? <laughs> but, um... <laughs> Sorry, I'm trying to capture... No. I'm trying to nail the, the tone here. This is a different mood, isn't it? <laughs> than our um, yes. But yeah, so I, I, I guess I carry certain elements of that, and obviously, you know, I'm not the same as my parents. We each have our different ways, and obviously, they're not the same as each other. They also have their own, you know, different methods of staying on top of all their productivity kind of things. But they're definitely very, very busy people, and people who, who like staying busy. You know, they probably both have hard times, like setting aside free time or personal, you know, time. Even if it's personal time, it's very, like, intentional. Like, I must take personal time to develop my mind and ease my spirit. Or something like that. <laughs> um, <laughs> which, again, I'm not nearly that intentional with my temper. So, I haven't really quite carried some of those things over, but I do carry a lot of just that feeling of responsibility, of like, of just being self-aware of like, uh, I have things I need to do, I sh- should be more responsible for my time and my resources, and just like, I guess in a, a sense of needing to feel ambitious with your time and not just be like, oh, whatever, you know? That's something I, I feel as well, and that's actually something I find very interesting. In general, I am the kind of person who does like doing that planning, but I often find myself in a similar place where I don't, um, I guess I don't, I, for some reason it doesn't happen. The thing I've spent all this time thinking about and planning and working out the pieces of doesn't yeah. come together. And that's a very painful place to be in. And what's what's most interesting to me about that is that when, I mean, if you have this, this weight of responsibility on you, um, then finishing a task or completing this thing that you've been dreaming about or thinking about is such a great feeling. And in fact, it seems like the only rational thing to do. I mean, it's, it, after all that planning and responsibility, it's, weird that I so many projects I work on like sort of get forgotten or maybe maybe I just think through every bit of it and then it never really blossoms or becomes anything and that's almost completely contradictory I'm not sure why our brains function like that where our for some reason as we go about our lives we look at the things that we're planning and we think you know what we don't i don't need to do that right now but the the end of that is that like you feel miserable if it's not done and you feel awesome if it is done it it seems to me that if my if i was thinking rationally that um planning out a thing and working towards it would set up enough impetus for me to finish it but so often that's not the case, and I, I wonder why. 
It's that classic mystery, the uh, fear of failure and the fear of success, which has always been a weird term. Because initially you're like, fear of success? That, like, makes no sense. Everyone wants success. Why would you be afraid of succeeding? But, I don't know, maybe there's some truth to that. Especially if you're the kind of person who is very kind of self-aware and can easily sort of build these constructs in your mind of like, here's what I want to be, or like, here's my, what I want to accomplish today. Or like, here's some larger idea that I should, should be striving for. And those can be big things to deal with. And maybe a little intimidating, even though you've created them for yourself out of thin air, essentially. But, yeah, it's a lot of pressure. I don't know if that quite... <laughs> I'm sure that doesn't exactly answer your question. But. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think... I wasn't necessarily looking for an answer. I, sure. I wasn't expecting one, that is. Yeah. But... There's a lot of room there. And I think that's sort of a subjective thing as well. Like, we each kind of come to this process on our own. And, I mean, it is interesting that in general the people who plan seem to place a lot more or receive a lot more anxiety from that that uh, planning, from that focusing on things to do. But at the same, I don't know, maybe at the same time you place anxiety on whatever is important to you and so... Maybe that's just a part of life. Right. Just finding what to place anxiety in. <laughs> hmm. Well, that's a beautiful sentiment. Uplifting. Uplifting. <laughs> yeah. I mean, obviously, a lot of the productivity is... Or productivity systems, like a GTD or something. I don't know what else there is. But... You know, you're trying to sort of eliminate as much of that stress or that the just endless cycling of your mind to just kind of drudging over and over and over like on the same wavelength, you know? So you try to organize a system to get it down, get those thoughts clear, get them down early, have them in a safe place you can always go back to so you sort of don't need to be thinking about them when you're not like doing them I guess is sort of sort of the idea um I don't know exactly how that works with like big picture like here's my life goals but I guess you have to sort of make everything a little practical right you can't just be all wishy-washy in the clouds and have <laughs> ideas that you can't in some way physically set into motion to yeah. achieve some kind of a step. Yeah, David Allen talks about that a lot in his book, GTD. Um, and in fact, that's a, I mean, that's a good direction to return to. I mean, that's, that is actually like a systematized productivity system. It's, I mean, usually it's just like, uh, do, do whatever works for you. Um, but, yeah, that's one where 
you can actually kind of see the pieces and you can figure out which which part of your like productivity car is going wrong like if your transmission is off or if you're just your catalytic converter isn't working right in the end like that's systems like that are great for kind of tearing apart your own workflow and figuring out where the where the little loops are happening yeah so hmm. so is there i mean okay how do you how do you think you are going to fix that in the end or are you just going to kind of live with it and figure something out or what what's what's the deal i mean that's a terrible place to be in right a place where you uh, expect a lot from yourself but can't find the means or the wherewithal to actually do it <laughs> and you're very aware <laughs> that you're failing epically at it yeah i don't think awareness. we use words like epically on techno monkey i don't know man yeah it's not quite that hippie <laughs> if it was a little bit more hippy dippy it would be like wow. yeah that's epic <laughs> thanks um no problem man <laughs> dude that's that's like your opinion man i would i need to watch that film again go on brothers okay <laughs> So what's next, do you say? Or what? I mean, uh, I guess what do you, like, so I've been spending the past few weeks here. Yes. Kind of, I mean, at first this, this thing, this podcast thing, Technomunking, was about me kind of listing out the projects I'm doing. It was about me kind of covering my, um, myself, like kind of journaling myself as I, uh, learn how to be a better and better computer programmer to eventually until the point that I can be like hired as a programmer yeah. like that would be the end of this show but the more that I arrive in this place or the more that I do these things I find that this is also about me sort of accepting my personal failures <laughs> and either learning to well learning to deal with them in some way either learning how to sidestep them or um, just accepting them and moving on. Maybe that's the same thing. Um, yeah. So uh, I guess that's kind of a question I ask for you too. Like, I mean, if if you really do feel this this heaviness about all the things you'd love to do and that you want to do, and yet you can't do them, like what what's your next step? How do you make that <laughs> a little bit lighter? Hmm. I mean, you can. For, uh, there are options, of course, right? Like you can. Ex- you can accept less responsibility in a way which sounds irresponsible but in the end i think that that that's a whole nother thing like the the projects that we kind of tie ourselves to um that aren't getting done eventually we have to cut ourselves away from them you know 
Yeah. And so it's like leaving those hanging on you like chains is just mm. not a good idea. Just yeah. bad for your posture. That's true. So I don't know. Oh, I mean, that's one option. Or another is to actually to like buckle down in some way or or maybe be more realistic with what what you want to do. I don't know. Like what? Obviously, that's a terrible place to be in. Heaviness without like the burden of responsibility without the 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 joy of uh, accomplishing anything. Yeah. So how, how do you get past that? These are good questions, John. I uh, do not have answers to all of my life, but these are these are good questions, John. <laughs> I mean, they're not that great. They're wow, kind of, I was. <laughs> I'm so. Um, (laughs) No, these are big, big issues. And uh, what are my next steps? Accept less responsibility? Now, how does one go about doing that? Especially if one feels like they have a sense of responsibility already. Maybe that's partially false. Maybe it's a societal or a familial or just some sense of owing people something or owing yourself something owing your parents something I don't know but I don't quite know how one gets rid of a certain sense of responsibility if you have it in in you already I mean I understand that there is maybe a certain beauty and maybe just healthiness in terms of letting go certain weights, certain burdens, certain things, especially if they're kind of things that you don't have control over, you know, um, or even just certain relationships or, yeah, different aspects in your life that maybe, maybe no longer are important to you or, you know, your thoughts of them towards them have changed or again maybe it's something that's just sort of in someone else's ball game and you can't really affect that yourself and maybe you have to let it go of course now it sounds like we're doing like therapy or something or just uh reading aloud the lines of that one frozen song I mean, let it go. (laughs) This is strangely therapeutic, I must say. I mean, even when I'm just sitting here alone talking to myself. Yeah. I mean, that's by any outside view, like anyone walking by my window, seeing me sitting here (laughs) talking to myself, that's not good for me uh, <laughs> psychologically but I what think I disagree know? what do they know Who? what do they know they don't know me I'll give them that and also what do they do when they're alone in their apartment with weep. nothing to do or with something oh they weep okay <laughs> yeah well 
Hey, as long as it's not big elephant or horse tears. Great big, yeah. always come back they follow us so i mean i will keep people updated if i ever appear on the show again. oh yeah maybe uh, in the future you'll have to return sometime i could be fun but i'm not like a a techno monk a uh, guru like uh your main host here mr john you know i wouldn't you know I wouldn't say so myself but uh i am a guru I'm not so much into the maths <laughs> of life. Fair enough. Now, oh, here's a question. Are you, like, much into the, the idea of asceticism? This idea of hmm. sort of, a, of abstaining from some of the good things in life in order to take part in, like, the higher good things in life? Like, prioritize, in a way? How's that strike you? Because, obviously, not... I mean, that sounds... I think... It sounds like a fine idea, hmm. but the, I mean, the proof's in the numbers that people don't really buy this idea or yeah. think that it's as important as skipping out on the next season of The Bachelor or whatever. Hmm. So, yeah, I mean, we both have a, a similar background, perhaps. From religious households and whatnot, um, and we've talked about this before. Maybe that that probably makes it easy, at least for me, to to sort of appreciate the idea of like a monastic or an ascetic kind of lifestyle. There's a certain uh, well, a, a certain extremeness to it, but also kind of a, pu- a purity to it, you know, because you're devoting yourself to a certain pursuit or a skill or some kind of craft or some kind of god. Um, But at the same time, I don't know, part of me part of me can also really appreciate the idea of being very well-rounded, of um, having, you know, a complete life of enjoying uh, not in like a hedonistic way, but like enjoying life, you know, as much as you can. Have foods and drinks and love and family and vacations and I don't know, all those things that normal people do, I hear. Um, <laughs> I do enjoy that, you know. And again, I also find that like a very kind of pure and noble kind of ideal as well. Um, something to strive for. But, yeah, I mean, ultimately I think it tends to probably revolve around the person. I don't think everyone has to choose one or the other, or I don't think everyone is even going to have the option, really. I think it's probably a limited number of people who maybe naturally inclined even to think about the duality there and if if you're that kind of person then sure maybe you now have the option of like alright do I want to embrace like a more extreme kind of version do I really want to like okay cut all this stuff out of my life which might be perfectly good stuff 
maybe even vital in a way, but maybe, you know, you're choosing to sort of deny a thing, to focus and reframe around something else. Eh, I admire people who can do that. And hopefully, I mean, again, it depends what you're looking for. Are you looking for success? Are you looking to, to master a skill and use that to get rich? Or are you just looking for personal satisfaction? Either way, I mean, those are fine, I guess. Hopefully it works and takes you to where you want to be. I think I agree. I think it's everyone's own pursuit. Everyone pursues whatever they need. Ooh, okay. Mm. So we'll close out pretty soon. But do you, uh, I mentioned at the beginning that you'd, you're kind of working on something new. Yes. Uh, I mean, you want to tease that at all or anything like that? Or is this enough to tease? <laughs> I mean, we don't need a, a title or anything like that. Sure. But, uh, well, I mean, I hate to be blasé when I say it might be a new podcast. <laughs> I mean, podcasters got a podcast. <laughs> right. But, I mean, John here is all maths and numbers and charts and <laughs> robots playing. Korean dudes in Go. <laughs> but, you know, I, I gravitate more towards a, more of a visual and aesthetic side and a, maybe a narrative side. You know, I enjoy storytelling, myth making, cultural traditions evolving over time. Hmm. So I am. Um, Looking forward to developing those ideas. I still have a very long way to go, to be fair. But don't we all? Life is only so long. No, life is interminably long. <laughs> well, that's a nice way to put it. And here's to it never ending. Yeah. Except, of course, it will. But, well, I mean. Here's, here's to life feeling in <laughs> No, it's life is a, what is it? A synecdoche for the moment, for this present moment, mm. this fleeting thing <laughs> that seems to last forever. But, of course, will end sometime. Mm. All right, well... well I, that sounds cool, Joel. Yeah. I'm excited for it. Yeah, well, I'll have to check back in at some point and uh, share the process of discovery. Well, until then. I don't know how, how, how does this work, John? Oh, I'll, I'll, just, I'll just kind of mumble some sort of weird utterances about how I'm not sure how the music is turning out. I hope you guys enjoyed it, but you probably know that you're enjoying it because it's you're listening to it right now. So maybe the music is good, maybe it's not. Um, and also, you know what? This is an experiment. I hope you guys are enjoying yourself, finding your own little projects to do or your own little dreams to actualize. Hopefully this isn't turning super hippie. Like... 
this is only what episode four and I'm yeah yeah I'm starting to feel it I feel the, the hippie burn just soaking out of me I'm starting to wear like what rainbow sweaters and like peace sign headbands John it's okay <laughs> there's no need to beat yourself up over it you just gotta love yourself <laughs> Dang it. Uh, Dang it. <laughs> well, thanks, Joel, for coming on. Also, I think speaking. everyone thinks I'm some real weird hippie guy now, but okay. Joel's not a hippie. <laughs> Just everyone needs to know Joel's not a hippie. True. And I'm not really a hippie, but I'm kind of falling into that quadrant more and more. All right, that's enough of that. So long, folks. Have a good one. Bye.